Some interesting notes on the Senior Bowl. The Combine is shaking things up. And are you ready for a live one-round mock draft with the entire Draft Countdown staff? Well, hold on to your hats, everybody. Draft Countdown podcast starts right now. edition of the Draft Countdown Podcast. I am your co-host, Brian Bosarge, as always, my co-host, Shane P. Hallam. Shane, 105 days, 22 hours, 58 minutes, 24 seconds away from the 2023 NFL Draft. Yeah, we, we got the non-playoff team draft order set, and I'm excited for our live one-round mock draft tonight. It's going uh, to be a good one. Uh, it's going to be a fun show, but we got a little... Uh, housekeeping to clean up first so a few other things we want to touch on before we dive into fully into the mock draft uh we want to remind everybody that uh join the discord uh and normally we'll take questions we're not doing that tonight uh, because of the mock draft but uh join our discord go to draftcanada.com top right hand corner is the link there we want you to join that and uh you know everything else on that draftcountdown.com ready for you but shane uh only one senior bowl invite this week goes to linebacker Ivan Pace from Cincinnati. Uh, solid, very highly productive player this year for the Bearcats. But that's not the interesting news from the senior bowl we want, I want to talk briefly about. Uh, they had a live senior bowl roster show last night. A few notes I made here. Uh, mostly that Cincinnati tight end Josh Wiley uh, listed as a fullback uh, for this game. Not dissimilar from Josh DeGuerra when he was down here a few years ago, right? Yeah, kind of that H-back role, you know, like we see in in something like Green Bay, right, where DeGuara plays right. and kind of has that role. So I think Josh Wiley is, is going to be that player in the NFL. Uh, Braden Willis, Oklahoma, also listed there as well, but I think we kind of expected that. Elijah Higgins, Stanford wide receiver, listed as a tight end uh, that week. So he's a big guy. I'm interested to see it, uh, especially when they line him up in those one-on-one uh, blocking drills, see how he holds up there. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that. We'll see. Maybe he'll pull double duty here and do a little bit of both. Uh, definitely a possibility, but that, that could help him out. Also, as we expected, several edge rushers uh, listed as stand-up linebackers for this uh, for the Senior Bowl. Andre Carter from Army, Will McDonald, Iowa State, Nick Hampton, Appalachian State, DJ Johnson from Oregon, all listed at linebacker. Yeah, I think all those make sense. A lot of those guys stood up. Uh, Will McDonald, probably the one that did a little bit of, of hand down the most out of those four, so – but um, I think it makes sense, and I'm excited to see those guys in coverage. That's always fun. Yeah, and last note, uh, 
two guys we had listed at safety going to play corner at the senior bowl, Jertavius Martin from Illinois, Chris Smith from Georgia, which I think he played a lot of nickel this year anyway. He, he did. I think Martin's probably the bigger surprise for me. Um, I, I still think both are safeties in the NFL, but those safeties you can bring down in a nickel coverage role for sure. Yeah. Uh, last thing before we get to the mock draft, some changes to the combine this year, Shane, and it sounds like it's for the better to me. Uh, they're moving the weightlifting to a day after the on-field workout, so they might actually get people to lift weights <laughs> this time. And what? they're moving they're moving the days around where normally we would start with the running backs and offensive line, right? That's going to Sunday now. Quarterbacks and receivers are going to be on Saturday, and I believe you have D-line and uh, linebackers going on Thursday night now, and uh, or D-line going on Thursday and offense or and linebackers going on Friday, something like that. But uh, it's changed around a little bit, so uh, that's that that could be fun i guess we'll see yeah i think at least the the changes to the drills gonna be super helpful hopefully get more involvement last year was one of the worst years for getting full numbers for anyone that that's that's right all right so we got that out of the way quickly let's get into the mock draft shane and with that we're going to bring in our draft countdown family here tonight we're going to start off with our man of the Lions guy here barely missed the playoffs. That that close, man. That close. I was pulling for him. But uh Brad Menendez, man. Sorry I had to bring that up. You know what? We got to play spoiler, which is always fun. And uh, arguably the most dangerous team that didn't make the playoffs, I'd venture to say. Uh, but 2023 is coming. And like Dan Campbell says, all roads lead to Detroit. Well, there you go. Another uh person whose team just missed the playoffs by losing to those Lions on Sunday night was our own uh, NFL writer, Miranda Wilhelm. Miranda, sorry. <laughs> who is who? I won't make eye contact. You know what? I am so proud of the Lions. There you go. I think it's amazing. I think you guys deserve – I saw the power rankings, and you guys were like number seven. Well-deserved. And with what's happening right now with the amount of trash quarterbacks that are going to start in the playoffs, I feel good about us 100%. next year. 100%. Yeah. <laughs> like all three of our teams missed the playoffs by half a game, and then I there's know. Brian's Bengals I, that are, wait, you know. How does it feel, Brian? How does it feel? <laughs> I don't know how to feel. I'm going to be honest. I'm not. I'm used to just losing all the time, and now I'm sitting here presented with one of the best teams in the NFL, and I, I don't know really how to – I don't know how to act. Is this how like Patriot fans and stuff feel all the time? They just you got to win a couple more Super Bowls maybe. for that feeling. Right? Well, yeah. Well, I, well, okay, maybe. <laughs> and don't forget to turn the tape over before you get into the games. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> all right. So we uh, we know the rules here. There will be no on air mm-hmm. trades. Okay. Uh, no trades. Speed that along. So we're just going to. Everybody knows what teams they're picking for. We've all had time to study the picks here. So. Let's get it started. Shane, you are on the clock with the Chicago Bears. Yeah, Chicago Who Bears squeaking to number one, right? Houston wins. Chicago loses last week of the season. They get number one. Uh, I'll, I'll be a little long-winded for this one because I think the Bears have three options with this pick. The first is to trade the pick, to trade down the Vegas favorite at you know at this time. When you have Justin Fields, a quarterback, you're picking one. We have a lot of quarterback needy teams. They could trade down and do it. Um, you know, 
I am of the opinion, I'm in the minority here, I don't think the Bears are going to trade down out of this pick. I think it's going to be too expensive for a team to move up. I don't think we're going to have a consensus number one quarterback by the time we get to uh, March, late March. Um, I think there's going to be some teams that have different quarterbacks in number one. And so a team like Houston at two, Indianapolis at four, might be able to stick where they're at and still get their guy. Uh, and to move up is going to take multiple first-round picks, going to take a lot of picks to do. Um, but that's probably the most likely scenario at this point. Number two is to trade Justin Fields and draft a quarterback at one. I, I everyone wants to talk about it. I, I think it's hogwash. Like I, you know, I, I you, you put yeah. in two years, of you put in two years of development on look on Fields. Guys. I mean, look look at Josh Allen. People like we're giving him shit in year one, year two. Come on, man! Like yeah. people are gonna yeah, really this- like throw Justin Fields under. It's insane. Yeah, I mean, this coaching staff developed him for a year, changed the offense to fit him. I don't think you draft Bryce Young and then trade quarterback, who's honestly, you won't get as much for Fields as you'll get for the number one pick. I don't know why you do that. So so I'm going with option three, and that's to draft the best player in the draft, right? You can do that at one. And so with the first pick, I'm taking Will Anderson, the edge rusher out of Alabama. Um, right now, we still have a lot of the offseason to go, testing and all that. Will Anderson's the best pass rusher that I've graded since the Bosa brothers. Um, in terms of you know draft grade, I have him right now slightly higher than guys like Miles Garrett and players who have you know been absolutely insane. Chase Young in the NFL. I think Will Anderson's bend. I think his ability to use that explosive pass rush. He can swing inside. He can swing outside. You know his his pass rush repertoire is off the charts. Seventeen and a half sacks doesn't come easily and even this year 10 sacks he was in the backfield consistently i think chicago gets their next khalil mack by picking first in this draft and that's what i'm going to do with the first pick with the bears yeah i mean that's that seems like the like if they sit on the pick i think that is the most likely scenario here uh any thought to jalen carter we haven't had a defensive tackle taken one overall since 1994 i think there's a reason for that i i just i think it's a position where Jalen Carter's great. Uh, he might be the best player on their board, but positional value, I don't think you take him over an edge rusher like Will Anderson. So did we get any word out of Chicago if if this experiment, switching the offense to fit Justin Fields, was what this coaching staff wanted to do, or they were just making it work? That's the question I always had in the back of my mind, because Justin Fields wasn't their pick, right? Like this coaching staff came in this year and got to deal with what they had. I think Justin Fields is fine. I think when you watched him throughout the season, he gave everything he had for a team that was right with injuries and not productive. Yeah, it was not good. So that's the only question I have kind of sitting around in the back of my mind. If they do love one of these quarterbacks more than Justin Fields, do they really consider that option? I don't think they do. I'm with you 100%, but I like to play the devil's advocate and think about the what if. You know, What if Justin Fields really isn't their guy? They've tried this experiment. They went and tried to get a receiver to help him out, Chase Claypool, whether you like him or not. And I don't know. I don't – I mean, I just – we saw some development, and then we saw him backtrack. But most of it, I think, was the players around him, really. Yeah. Before we put Brad on the clock with Houston, I do want to bring up the potential trade scenario of the the Mitch Trubisky trade, where Chicago moved up from three to two with San Francisco, gave up a couple – a few mid-round picks. Could Houston – do something like that to go from two to one Chicago doesn't lose Will Anderson doesn't lose anybody and Houston has a just boatload of picks 
they could give up a few of those if, if that's something Chicago would be interested in. I, that, that just was a thought I had. Yeah. That would be dumb. Like every that's kind of the biggest secret that nobody's really hiding is that Chicago has no need for a quarterback. So right. why trade up for a quarterback when no one else is going to be able to afford to jump you to get to one, right? Like how many people really I mean, think about teams like Detroit. They keep telling everyone they have their quarterback now, so they're yeah, not really gonna 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 give up to go up there. Or, you know, Indianapolis, they probably don't have enough firepower unless they're giving up their entire draft class when they could just sit and take the next best quarterback. Yeah, I mean, like there's just those conversations that in my head I'm like, why? Why waste the picks? If I'm Houston, my team is in need of a lot of talent. Like, like, like you bring, like you said, Houston is now on the clock, Brad, and you have the Texans two first round selections here. Their first year is at pick two. I'm, I mean, I'm actually, I have to back out because they've already fired me. So I'm, I apologize. <laughs> you know, it's, the turnover is happening now. I don't know what this team is doing. Like, why do they just keep churning? The coaching staff. I don't get it. I have no clue. I mean, I'm not a huge Lovey fan. I wasn't like super excited that they brought him in, but I mean, there's no consistency. So I feel bad. I'm going to have to take a quarterback here because they need one, but I feel bad because this quarterback will be put in a weird spot with a coaching staff that, I mean, who knows what to make of them because Nick Casario still got a job, right? Like they didn't let him go at this point. I'm thinking they won't, I guess. Uh, so it, it really comes down to who's your favorite quarterback in this class. It'll be Bryce Young for me, just because he's the most, I don't want to say the most pro-ready, but I think the safest of the quarterbacks that is most pro-ready. I think C.J. Stroud showed us in the playoff that he's got some other levels to him that I don't know that Bryce Young has. Watching him fight back against Georgia with what was happening to that Ohio State team in that game really got me going, okay, C.J. Stroud's maybe a little closer to the top quarterback in this class, in my at least in my mind. But for this pick, Houston's going to go Bryce Young, give him a quarterback that has done it in big games, has the ability, can hit basically anywhere on the field that he wants, has some mobility, but isn't going to rely on running the ball. And I hope that he fits with whatever head coach they go and get. I mean, I feel like this needs to be TBD. If they get a coach that doesn't use this type of quarterback, then you got to flip it to a guy like CJ Stroud. And I don't think any of these other quarterbacks are in that conversation as much as I like, you know, Hooker, Richardson, Will Levis. These other guys are not bad, but they're certainly not number two overall pick value, at least in my mind at this point. That could change. So Bryce Young is the pick here. Yes, sir. All right. So Bryce Young, the pick going to the Houston Texans. Uh, I got a feeling before this all said no, we're going to have a larger conversation about his size and his injuries. They're fair to ask. We, we've had one quarterback ever drafted in the first round of the NFL draft under 200 pounds. We've only had two quarterbacks under six feet tall drafted in the first round of the NFL draft in its entire history. Bryce Young is going to be a unicorn in that way. Only two quarterbacks in the, in the modern area of the NFL draft, sub six foot, sub 200 pounds have ever been drafted. Hmm. Two. Neither one of those were drafted on the first two days. I will say I believe in Bryce Young, right? Like he's got the character. He's a high football IQ kid. Like watch throughout, even back in high school when he was, when they were interviewing him as they're winning championships. I mean, he knows exactly how to talk. He knows exactly how to carry himself as a leader. I mean, he's not a bad face of the franchise, even though he is quite undersized for the position. Right. All right. That brings us up to pick three now and the Arizona Cardinals and Miranda. Wow. There's a lot of changes. Like we don't even have a GM. You're the GM I now. Say, can, we draft, can we draft a GM? I mean, um, you know, the poor Cardinals, man. Um, 
They are going through some pains. Um, I think we need to take the best player here. If I were a GM, if I were the hired GM at this point for the Arizona Cardinals, I would take Jalen Carter. You have to. We got to I mean, shore up a lot of things on both sides of the ball. You got to take the best available player, and that's Jalen Carter out of Georgia. Shane, you like that fit? Yeah, I mean, I I think it's great, right? You have JJ Watt moving on, exactly. and you can basically replace him with Jalen Carter coming in. He's so versatile in the defensive line, so I love yeah. that pick. Do Do you hear that that cheer coming out from Indianapolis right now? As I'm on the block with pick four here, and we have sat here, and C.J. Stroud has just failed to our quarterback needy selves. Oh, wait, not Will Levis. I thought that's where you go, Brian. Yeah, I would never go. draft Will Levis. <laughs> <laughs> not in the first round, anyway. But, I mean, C.J. Stroud is QB1B in this class for me. I mean, it's the the the, the margin of difference between him and Bryce Young is, is paper thin. Um. So like you said, if Stroud went one and Young went four here, no surprise at all. I would have gone either way. But C.J. Stroud, to me, is the new face of the uh, Indianapolis franchise here. Yep. I mean, he, he's my top quarterback in the class. I, I like him just from a passing perspective better than Young. I think his athletic ability is going to come out a little better than people expect at the Combine. Uh, but both are, I think, slam dunks over the rest of the class. So lo love that for the Colts of Fort. So, Shane, uh, as the GM of the Seattle Seahawks here, did you think you'd be picking in the top five after making the Russell Wilson trade with the pick you got from Denver? <laughs> Look, we, uh, we thought we'd be picking with our pick in the top five, so this is a, a welcome surprise for the Seattle Seahawks. Um, but but it complicates things because Geno Smith has been really good, and I, I think the Seattle Seahawks are going to sign him to an extension that it gives them some – flexibility in this draft to not have to go after quarterbacks, similar to Detroit Lions. I think both those teams yep. stacked picks to go up and get a quarterback. They don't need one. So, um, uh, you know, I, I think at five now Seattle can uh, kind of work to the, the best player on the board, someone that can help maybe this defense be a little more stout so that ultimately you can help that offense uh, continue to move. Unfortunately, those, those top four picks, I think, are the top four players in the class. Uh, so I'm going to go for the Seattle Seahawks. We're going to take Tyree Wilson, the edge rusher out of Texas Tech here at five. Now he has the injury, so I don't think we're going to see him at the senior bowl. I don't think we're even probably going to see him maybe at the combine, do a full workout, maybe a pro day workout we could get from Tyree Wilson. But I think before the injury, he was kind of viewed as this potential you know, big time edge rusher who was absolutely dominating opposing teams. He has the size to fit in the Seattle defense, 6'6", you know, 275, versatile on the defensive line, hand down edge rusher and kind of that Leo role for the Seahawks. Wilson's been rising up boards here from the beginning of the season to now. It's it's probably he was probably a day three pick to start the season on a lot of boards, except for Dane Brugler. Dane Brugler from the Athletic, his credit's been all over Tyree Wilson since before the season started. Uh, so if Shane, GM of Seattle, was surprised, uh, Brad, I got to tell you, you as the GM of the Detroit Lions also have to be surprised that you're picking at number six. And it's the Rams pick and not yours. 
Tickled pink. Absolutely thrilled. <laughs> Sorry to hear that Stafford got hurt because, you know, us Detroit fans, we love our Stafford, but I'm okay with taking the pick here. Um, and when you think about it, it's great that we don't have to draft a quarterback because Goff fits this system fine. I mean, and, and the funny thing is, as a as a person who liked Goff from afar, the Rams were dumb to make, to make this trade, I think, in the long run because Goff could do what Stafford did. Goff got you to a Super Bowl. He didn't win it because New England is New England. Without getting injured all the time. But we're doing the same thing that they did. We gave him pieces. He's winning games with them. I mean, if you give him the talent, he can win football games. So that's great. Saves us having a waste to pick on a quarterback in this class. We can skip. We're going to go to probably my favorite defensive lineman that hasn't been drafted yet. We're going Miles Murphy from Clemson. Um, I am a Breesy fan. I really do like him, but I think Miles Murphy has better explosion. I think he's just as scheme versatile across that defensive line. Detroit's issue right now necessarily isn't edge. We have ourselves a problem with James Houston. We got ourselves Aiden Hutchinson. We've got a few pieces there with the Aquara brothers. We need some interior guys alongside Ali McNeil. So give me Miles Murphy, who could play inside or outside if you need him in them in them NASCAR packages. If you want to put him as an inside guy or outside guy, I love Miles Murphy. I think he's got he's got great potential moving forward, especially in this defense. You know, guy's got a high motor. I love his fluidity. You know, when you watch him, his body motions along the line are just fantastic. I think he could cause problems for a lot of offensive tackles or offensive guards in the league. I, I like the fit, and then you're adding more. Like James Houston is probably great in the role he's in right now, and you want to you know keep him in that role uh, mm-hmm. for as long as you can. And with with Hutchinson having a tremendous rookie season, um, you want to keep adding, you know, giving giving him time there. And, and Miles Murphy on the other side, it, it feels good to me. How about you, Shane? I like it. I, I just think Miles Murphy is going to be one of those guys that maybe has gotten kind of forgotten about in the shuffle because he had, didn't have a great year. And then once the combine hits, yeah, his RAS score is going to be off off the charts, high nines, and people are going to be like, oh, yeah, we need this guy, right? So mm-hmm. I, I think I think it was just kind of Clemson this year. Uh, Miles Murphy in that 6 to 10 range makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah, I, I agree. So that brings up me now with the Las Vegas Raiders, and uh, this team is a bit in flux right now. Uh, Derek Carr gone. Um, I, I mean, so I'm not 100% sure what is going on there. But so uh, some holes on defense, I think they can fill here. And we're going to fill one with, at this point, what seems to be a fast-rising corner prospect here. And we're going to go with Christian Gonzalez from Oregon here at pick seven to uh, – to kind of help out that cornerback room, which is currently starting a couple of uh, mini minis out there, so we're gonna go with uh, we're gonna go with Christian Gonzalez. I like it. You know, Vegas loves their cornerbacks, and he'll be gone in a year, right? Yep. See you later. <laughs> I love the player. I love. I think Christian Gonzalez should push for being the top corner. I don't know if he will, work. but I really like him. He's probably the most technically sound, I think, of the top four corners. Just the the smooth backpedal, the footwork, the way that he uses his hips. And I'm with you, Brian. I think that's what's going to get him to the top. You know, I have other preferences just because I like that upside a little bit more sometimes. I don't know if Gonzalez is ever going to be a lockdown sauce gardener corner. But 
I think he's going to be, he could be a number one for a long time and, you know, be pretty good. Um, so I, I think we'll see some corners in this draft here. That brings us now to pick eight and the Atlanta Falcons. Uh, one of the teams, the full coaching staff, Arthur Smith and his staff coaching at the Shrine Bowl. Uh, as we got down to pick eight. Wild. But uh, the, you predict that. So, you know, no. it's just like throw that off. Well, Miranda, well, there's there's a reason that they got down to picks eight and fourteen, but uh, we're, yeah. we're gonna go into we're gonna go into that a little bit more next week. But uh, who are you looking at here uh, for the Atlanta Falcons? So, look, they they need a lot of help here too. I mean, obviously, we're early in the draft. Um, they were really at the bottom of the barrel for like pressures and sacks and we need to look at some linebackers. So um, let's look at Nolan Smith. I'm thinking Nolan Smith. Like at number eight. I think that could help a little bit out of shore up their defense a little bit. Yeah. I mean, they're going to look for an edge rusher for sure. I think they've seems like they're constantly looking for edge guys. So Nolan Smith's there. Um, if Nolan Smith gets back from his injury, like being able to work out at the combine and he works out like, you know, his Georgia teammates did a year ago, he's going to make his name back up and make his money back. Uh, what he may have lost this season. Yep. And I think people forget he was the number one overall recruit. He's athletic, you know, like, like he's got, he's got to be athletic enough. Um, so I, yeah, I think we could be talking about Nolan Smith in, in this eight to 12 range. By the time we get to April, I think people see the injury seat in place. So I'm going to write him off, but I, I like the pick by Miranda. I mean, he's the next edge rusher on my list. And um, I, I think it's deserving in this edge class to go around this area. All right, Shane, you're now up with the Carolina Panthers. Uh, who were one win away from being in the playoffs. And now they're picking ninth. They are. Um, and, and, and that makes this an easy one. Obviously you have the, the coaching change. Matt rules gone. We'll see who they end up deciding to go with uh, as the next coach of the Carolina Panthers. Maybe they stick with Steve Wilkes who got this team playing hard late in the season. Um, you know, but late in the season, the defense was good. You look at the Carolina roster, there's not a ton of holes. Like they could use another pass rusher on the other side of Brian Burns. I think the Yotur Gross Matos uh, experiment has died. Uh, that second-round pick out of Penn State from 2020. I think, I think it's time to move on from him. I expect Edge to be an issue. They need some more weapons on that offense. DJ Moore can't do it all. And they're obviously going to need like a, a running back, linebacker. Positions are not taken in the top 10. But – as, as much as it pains me, and, and I wouldn't make the pick here, uh, the Carolina Panthers at nine are going to take Will Levis, the quarterback out of Kentucky, I think is an easy selection for them if he's on the board at nine. To take an upside quarterback that has the size, has some athletic ability, has played in a pro-style offense, you know, Will Levis is the quarterback that you can day one step in and run this offense for the Panthers. I think you're going to need to spend some more picks in this draft on offensive personnel, maybe work in free agency to get another receiver, get a starting running back. There's a lot of running backs available um, and surround him with some good talent. But I think Will Levis, I wouldn't pick him in the top 10. Someone is, and I think Carolina Panthers at nine might end up being his floor in this draft. If you're evaluating Will Levis, would you advise looking at his 2021 tape and just kind of ignoring 22, or do you feel like it's, you kind of have to? No, I, like, I, I think you have to look at both. 
um, because I think there's some things to glean from a lot of that tape. Yeah. The, uh, to me, the 2021 tape was better. Um, ultimately in terms of processing, you know, decision-making, but he, even in 2021, I mean, he, he made some throws, some bad, bad decisions. That's what Will Levis does. He makes poor decisions. <laughs> he thinks he can, you know, th- throw the world through, through a short window. And oftentimes he can't. Now, if you can coach him up, to, you know, really be able to identify defenses and what they're doing and where to throw the football. I think he, I think it's a correctable issue. Um, can he get better and maybe be able to make a lot of those throws? I think that can happen too. So I think you got to go back to 2021. I think early 2022 is good. You know, some of the big problems was when he faced better defenses, when he faced Tennessee, you know, um, you know, when he faced Georgia, like he had problems and that's maybe understandable. Um, I think, I think what, NFL coaches are going to see Will Levis is just someone that they can fit in. He's going to, he's going to be great in interviews. He's going to be great on the board. He's going to do all those things really well. It's going to be easy to fall in love with him. I've stated my opinion on Will Levis several times. I don't need to go into that anymore. Um, Brad, what do you think? Yeah, I'm not, I'm not the hugest Will Levis fan. Um, if they're going to spend a pick on a quarterback, why not take somebody with a higher ceiling long-term? If if you stick with Steve Wilkes, why not keep Sam Darnold and go after you know a Richardson or a Hooker? I mean, why not go after one of these guys that could long-term be a better player, better NFL player than Will Levis? So I don't I don't love it. I know I'm with you, Shane. They're probably going to waste their pick on a quarterback in the top ten, but there's other positions that you could go and target and and just come back to quarterback later you know even a guy who i who i wrote an article on the site about jake hayner i love that kid high character guy is a leader will fight like why not go back round three round four go after a guy like that or something and and take just best player here look brad, not we, will levis brad we have an article on the site from october with you with will levis's qb1 so I, you know i think i feel like you gotta back him a little bit here <laughs> true story um you know as i've watched will levis the the concerns with him trying to be a it's almost like a wannabe gunslinger and he's not very good at it and it's like yeah like, no, 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 that's I, a concern I, I feel i feel yeah i, I think it's just, it was ill time you know because i think that no october november into that he's he looked a lot better then that's for sure yeah right <laughs> so. playing meaningful games beating you know at that point i think what was he beating up on tennessee or who was it no florida i think that was right after the richardson yeah. game where he just looked lights out and he has that. He has that ability. He has that lights out ability. So we'll see. Not consistent. My my bold predictions. He goes number one overall. But I mean, now with Chicago, maybe not. But I, I think Will Levis. I think I think that he's going to go before. I think he's going to go before C.J. Stroud when we get to the. Oh. I'll, I'll say that right now. I I don't think he should. I think it's going to be an awful awful move. We will look back on Zach Wilson wise and say, why'd yeah. you do that? Yeah. We all knew you shouldn't. But I think it's going to happen. Yeah, why don't they do that? Why don't they just trade a late round pick for Zach Wilson if they're going to waste a pick anyway? <laughs> well, on the subject of Jake Hayner, he's not going to. I seriously doubt he's going to go in this mock draft tonight. But no. I do expect no. Jake Hayner will be the uh, best, the top quarterback going into the Senior Bowl. You think if so? Will, if Will Levis doesn't uh, accept his invite, I, I think Jake Hayner is going to be the highest rated quarterback at the Senior Bowl. I, I, I don't I like know it. if that's positive or not. <laughs> Take that for what it is. All right, so I'm up now with the Philadelphia Eagles, and I'm going to tell you, there isn't a player I'm going to draft that's probably going to make a whole lot of impact next season, right? Right. This is a team with very few holes. 
anybody I draft here is probably going to be a supplementary player next year. Uh, I thought about Brian Breesy here, but then I feel like because they've got a lot of what you call uh, was it gun uh, hired guns there on the interior defensive line. Hired guns this kind of Jordan year, Davis hiding back with, there, right? Well, with the Dominican Sue, Linval Joseph, you know, it feels like they've got a lot of guys there. They just signed to help out, but I think that we can help out the cornerback room here, and let's go with uh, Joey Porter Jr. Ooh. Here at pick 10. Uh, Shane, I also considered uh, your man Bijan here, but uh, we're just, I couldn't draft it. I couldn't in good faith awesome. draft a running back at number Wouldn't nine. be a supplemental player for you. That's all I got to say. He's better than what you got. Yeah. Could also no, it's go good. It's a good pick. Line. I mean, he learns from Darius Slay for one, two years, whatever. And, and I mean, then moves into your CB1 role at some point soon, right? I mean, is he not better than James Bradbury? Yeah, I mean, I, I would I would say that he probably doesn't have the experience that James Bradbury does, so that might give him the one up next season if that's what they're if they lean on that. But I, he's definitely got the physical tools better than Bradbury. Pick eleven and a team that probably didn't expect to be pick eleven here after being the number one seed in the AFC last year. The Tennessee Titans kind of went off the rails this year, lost like seven games in a row or something yeah. to close Literally, out the season. Packers and then they didn't win anything else. So the, the, the Bengals broke them, I believe. Yeah. 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 <laughs> they didn't win a game after that. Uh, Miranda, you're up here with Tennessee. All right. So Tennessee. Woof. Um, they have had some issues at offensive line very badly. Um, I am going to go Osiris Torrance from Florida. I think they need to shore up their line so bad. I don't care who their fucking quarterback is. I, it's probably going to be Tannehill, but regardless, they need to fix some things. And um, he would be a really good physical specimen, I think, um, jumping in there. Now, I don't know what's happening with Taylor Lewan next year. Um, I think this would be a good uh, – yeah, I think this would be a good hole to fill here. Let me say this. I did say on a radio spot a few weeks ago that it wouldn't surprise me if Osiris Torrance was the first offensive lineman drafted. And he is in our mock draft here. Wow. Also, Shane, if if we had a poll here of who would drop the first F-bomb on the Draft Countdown podcast <laughs> and we thought it would be me, it was not. It was not. It was not. It's good. Tennessee yeah. causes people to do that is what I just said. <laughs> <laughs> Brad, you guys. Houston Texans back on the clock here. Uh, this is with the Cleveland Browns pick from the Deshaun Watson trade. So you've gone with Bryce Young here. Uh, what are we going to do to supplement that? I thought about, well, so I, I thought about my favorite tackle in the class, which would be Broderick Jones, but oh, Torrance is a good one. But Brian Brice is still here. Like you have to take the best player on the board. And I think at this point, he's arguably the best player at a position they need. I mean, Offensive and defensive line, you know, they've they've invested first round picks for the offensive line over the last couple of years. They haven't done anything for the defensive line. So give me Brian Brisee. Um, you could probably play him anywhere but it along that defensive line, but it just depends on the scheme they bring in. So if they if they lean more, you know, if their next coach is more of a of a three four guy, he's probably more of an outside guy, uh, because he just doesn't have the size to be your, you know, kind of your nose tackle um so i'm hoping that they bring a four three head coach in so they he can just 
kind of shift around the uh, the defensive line there. Uh, give me Breesy from Clemson. I love the kid. You know, he was a what was he? He was one of the highest recruits in his class, if I remember correctly, when he came out. Um, he just hasn't shown as much. You know, he's kind of like Miles Murphy. Like both guys came in. You know, he had the injuries, obviously, but neither one of them really exploded at any point. Where you're like, there it is, and then there's injuries. So it's like people love what this guy does at the combine. If if that's what he if he goes there and he gets to show out, but. I'm a big fan of him either way. I think he'll fit good on on any of these defenses coming up here, and I'm just glad he fell to me at 12. There you go. So, Brian Breesy off the board for the Houston Texans at pick 12. Miranda, you're back up again. New York Jets. Uh, Zach Wilson, as we have been noted, that catastrophe appears to have run its course. Not good. Uh, not good. So uh, Mike White, is he the quarterback of the future here? Is he? Is it Joe Flag? Is it Mike White? Who knows? Who even knows? Um, yeah, so I actually have it in my notes. I'm like, the Zach Wilson experiment is done. I think we're all over it. I'm so sick of his press conferences. I'm like, whatever, it's fine. Um, whoever it is, they do need – they have a really – amazing young team that they're building like it's very impressive defense especially but even on offense but I think they could also just like I said a few picks ago they could shore up their offensive line a tackle would be nice whoever their quarterback is going to be next year maybe it's Aaron Rodgers who knows (laughs) uh Peter Skoronsky tackle is my pick It's a good choice. They need some. Yeah, they need pick. some offensive. Yeah. Continue to build yeah. the offensive line, right? Yeah. yeah, you can't ever. I don't. I don't think you can ever not have enough help on your offensive line. I saw that this year with the Packers. Thought our offensive line was indestructible, and it was not. I mean, against Detroit, everyone had trouble, right? No, look, I mean, it was so <laughs> bad, so uh, bad. I mean, I mean, the Jets have just had, like you said, injury after injury on that offensive line. So, yeah, I mean, I love right. it. Skronsky's my top tackle. I think he's probably not going to be the first one off the board. But um, ultimately, I think a team that drafts him is going to get a stud, uh, like Rashawn Slater in that same system. Yeah. Not the perfect specimen. But, I mean, Skronsky dominated when he was 18 years old in the Big Ten. Yes. He, he can do it now for the Jets. I love it. The other team coaching in the Shrine Bowl is the New England Patriots, and they're up next, and Mr. Menendez picking for New England here. I'll just go on record saying I hate trying to guess what New England does because they always <laughs> pick the random out-of-left-field play. I mean, when they drafted Cole Strange last year, it was like, what? No way. He was way too early, you know, And and but that's what they do. They, they go out of left field. They draft their guys, right? Yep. I mean, they know what they want. Um. They're aging, right? So there's plenty of defensive players that you could replace here. You could look to to, to replace one. I'm going to go tight end. Give me Michael Mayer from Notre Dame. Um, I know they like to lean on their tight end. They have John who They spent a bunch of money on him and Hunter Henry recently. I've watched plenty of New England games over the last couple of years and been not impressed with either of those players in their position. They could also target wide receiver here, but they are terrible at drafting wide receiver in the first round, so – I went tight end just because I, it's hard for me to imagine New England going with a wide receiver this early. And 
I don't love it though. I mean, that's the tough thing is every, every time I looked at this and I tried to figure out what I was going to do with their pick, I'm like, I don't love it. I don't love any of it, but I love Michael Mayer. I mean, this kid is a stud. Um, they can use him. He could block if need be, which, you know, they like to open up that running game. Uh, he's got the ability to, to really <laughs> beat linebackers. He can beat safeties. He can attack the ball at the high point. I mean, you've watched him do a lot of things in Notre Dame that I think will make him very attractive to any of the team in the teens, kind of in the, the teens to early 20s, I think would be him potentially. Uh, Michael Mayer, uh, probably the only tight end going to go in the first round, I believe. Maybe Darnell Washington. Maybe. He's big, big dude. Do we know if he's gonna if he's gonna do anything at, at any of the bowls or combines? Who? Washington. We don't uh, know if he's he, in the draft yet. Yeah, he, oh, yeah, yeah. he hasn't even declared yet, I, has he? I I, I actually think he's going to go back to school myself. But With the injury, why not? That's me. Yeah, I mean, he played in the national championship, so I, it must not have been that bad. But right. um, but yeah, I mean, we'll see if he even declares. I, and I still I still think Don Kincaid has a shot uh, after workouts and people get a hold of him. So we'll, we'll see. All right, Miranda, home team up now. Green Bay, pick fifteen. Well, is is the Rodgers era over? And if so, are we drafting a wide receiver just to spite him in the first round? Well, <laughs> let's rewind it to. Uh... Detroit stealing all of our thunder because I had Michael Mayer over here. <laughs> that's my, that's my Patriots team. took him. It's fine. It's fine. Everything's fine. Um, it's okay. No, for real, Brad. It's it's all right. Um, no, we we had a huge. We 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 have a lot of holes in our team. It's fine. Um, our drop off in play from Darnell Savage and Adrian Amos was really kind of crazy this year. So I am looking at Brian Branch from Alabama if Mayer is gone. So that's my pick. We need um, solid safety out there. I think Brian Branch is going to end up as the number one safety on the board, the number one nickel on the board. I mean, he's a very versatile player, Shane. Yeah, he, he, he can do everything. He played that star role in the Alabama defense. So a lot of nickel, a lot of, you know, kind of free safety looks and when some of the zone coverage going back in the cover three. I think it's a great fit for the Packers to get someone that has some of the ball skills that he has. So I love that. Um, yeah, and he, he's just rising up. He He's probably one of the, you know, he had a great bowl game. Just that everything's kind of gone right for Brian Branch. Definitely a player in that top 15 range. Love that. Man, and his physicality stands out. When I watch him play, I love seeing him tackle because I'm like, he Green Bay needs somebody in that secondary that's gonna lay the wood, right? One hundred percent. I don't want him to saw it this past week. Like it was embarrassing. Like it was you're going, Where are you? Like out there. It, it's it's really bad. Yeah. No, we need we need we need Dan Campbell to tell us to eat some kneecaps, you know? That's it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there were there were quite. If if Green Bay didn't get enough uh, bulletin board fodder for 2023 uh, after uh, the Detroit media social media team put them on blast, I mean, I loved it. It was hilarious, though. It was hilarious. That brings us to pick 16 now, and I'm up with the Washington Commanders. Ooh, and tough one. I I can I'm gonna go. I, I considered linebacker here. Because I don't think they've really got what out of Jamin Davis what they thought they may have gotten a few years ago. So, but I also feel like we can help out the cornerback room here. So we're going to go with Georgia cornerback Keely Ringo 
Uh, struggled a bit against Ohio State, but uh, didn't really have much to do against TCU the other night. So, but Ringo is the pick here at 16 for the Commanders. I think it's a fit. Ringo, Keely Ringo scares me. I, I you know, he, he's, he's, he's big, he's fast, he's athletic. He's going to test really, really well because um, he, like, ran when he needs to run. He, he ran it in high school. So he's going to be fine. But, yeah, I mean, I think that a high State game and, and even early in the TCU game, I think he struggled a little bit, and then they didn't really need him. Uh, you know, then uh, Kwame Laster played on Quinn Johnson and, you know, Darius Davis on that broken play. I just don't know if Ringo quite has the, the technique and skills. It's going to take some work, I think, to get him at a cornerback one. But he has – the potential to be like a lockdown absolute stud. That's what you take the chance on. Do you, who, who else, what other corner on the board would you have maybe taken here? I, yeah. I, I don't know if there is another good one on the board that you feel that, like I probably would take either Ringo here, right? I mean, it's either him, you're taking Cam Smith, you're in South Carolina or you're taking Devin Witherspoon, who was just lit it up for Illinois. I think those are your other choices. None of those feel to have the upside that Ringo does. So I agree with the pick. I agree with what you made. All right, so we're halfway through. I'll quickly run down where we're at so far. Uh, One, Chicago Bears, Will Anderson. Two, Houston, Bryce Young. Uh, Three, Arizona picks Jalen Carter. Four, Indianapolis, C.J. Stroud. Seattle at five picks Tyree Wilson. Six, Detroit, Miles Murphy. Seven, Las Vegas, Christian Gonzalez. Eight, Atlanta, Nolan Smith. Uh, Nine, Carolina, Will Levis. Ten, Philadelphia, Joey Porter Jr. Eleven, Tennessee, Osiris Torrance. Twelve, Houston, Brian Breezy. Thirteen, New York Jets, Peter Skaronsky. Fourteen, New England Patriots, Michael Mayer. Fifteen, Green Bay, Brian Branch. And sixteen, Washington, Keeley, Ringo Shane. The Pittsburgh Steelers are on the clock. Yeah, pick, pick 17, uh, just missing out of the playoffs here at 9-8. and eight, Not a losing season for Mike Tomlin yet again. Uh, but <laughs> he's good, and half of Pittsburgh wants to fire him. So that's that's what? where we're at as, as a Steelers fan. It is, uh, it's weird around here always. But, wow. like, this, the Steelers do have a lot of needs. I mean, this, this is not a great roster. I think to get it to nine wins was pretty good. With a rookie quarterback, Mitch Trubisky starting half the year. Um, they definitely could use offensive line help. The offensive line's been kind of in shambles for Kenny Pickett. Uh, they traded away Chase Claypool, so receivers definitely on the board. The defense, every every level. I mean, defensive line, inside linebacker. Uh, they need a corner, a number one corner. Uh, but I think the board has fallen to help out Kenny Pickett and to get an offensive lineman. For him, I'm going to take Broderick Jones, the offensive tackle out of Georgia, who had a dominant playoff run at left tackle for them. Dan Moore can sit on the bench. Broderick Jones can step into left tackle day one, bring that kind of physicality you need for a Najee Harris-type runner, but also has the athleticism to be able to protect Kenny Pickett on the move. Uh, I, I think it's a perfect fit there for Pittsburgh. Yeah, Dan Moore will make a fine swing tackle for you guys. Uh, which right. is about where he should have been anyway, what he should have been coming out, not thrust into the starting lineup. Uh, Broderick Jones, that's a home run pick uh, probably for the Steelers. I hate where I'm at here at pick 18 with Detroit, though, because 
Uh-oh. The best, the best player in the draft. Is on the board. Take, you you want to take Bijan? I, 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 you know what? And I'm going to do it, even though they need linebacker and cornerback and safety. Give me Bijan well, Robinson. Um, you know, if they don't bring back Jamal Williams, DeAndre Swift has proven that he's kind of a, I'm not giving you every game type yeah. uh, value because I don't want to talk about that. So it's like, why not? And and the other reason that in my mind it kind of makes sense is that they've said plenty of times that they will take the value where it falls. So they're not going to reach for a position. And I don't have like Noah Sewell or Jack Campbell and yep. at a top 20 valuation in my mind. Those guys are late first, early second at best. So if they stick here, why not take the best player on the board? And that, I mean, it arguably is Bijan, generational talent at running back. I don't necessarily know that they need it because they have running backs that they like. <laughs> I love the pick and I hate the pick at the same time because it's like they need linebacker help. Um, I, I like Malcolm Rodriguez. I like Anzalone, but these guys are fine. They're yeah. not elite at any at any way. So give me B. John Robinson and uh where's his fantasy value at if that happens, Shane? <laughs> like, look, I mean, I Brad could it. say not not great. But but this is what's gonna happen with Bijan's gonna go to a team that none of us mocked him to. Like that's what's gonna happen. It's gonna be a team with a running back there that we just didn't expect because you know a GM is down to take a running back and once you get to 18, 19, 20, it's real easy to take one of the best running backs I've evaluated for the draft and and since Trent Richardson. Oh man, that's an awful that I makes mean, you feel real good inside. I, well, I know, I know. I know like he didn't work out, but right. he, as a prospect, tell, Trent Richardson yeah. was insane. So yep. you know, doesn't sound good. Anybody who said they saw that coming from Trent Richardson <laughs> is a liar. Yep. Miranda, um, after Tampa Bay loses to Dallas Monday night and gets knocked out of the playoffs, uh, this is going to be a team in flux. Oh, wow. <laughs> so, okay. I mean, we, we may be seeing Brady gone here. There's probably, there could be some changes all along that. I staff. agree. Um, so, what, what are we looking at here for Tampa Bay here my in round whole one? whole entire, I, I had three backups and they were all taken. So, I'm just going to go with somebody who, Whoever the hell the quarterback is this year, they're going to need some help at tackle. I'm going to go Paris Johnson. That that sounds like a solid uh, way to go there. Yeah. Um, Kyle Trask going to need that. Uh, going to need that protection there, Shane. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, we'll see. Like, I think Donovan, Donovan Smith's here at left tackle wasn't great, uh, and Paris Johnson and his size even could kick inside. I think I think the versatility. Uh, could be a good fit for Tampa and, you know, could give them one of the better offensive lines and, and build from the inside out. Uh, it could happen. All right, Shane, you're back on the clock this time with the Seattle Seahawks at pick 20. Uh, you selected Tyree Wilson uh, with the Broncos pick at five. So where are you coming back here for Seattle? Yeah, this is a tough pick for Seattle. Uh, I don't, I don't think the board has lined up super well for them. Like, you know, maybe in, in, it's not really an interior defensive lineman. There's not really, you know, an interior offensive lineman we're taking. You took the edge rusher already. Um, corner, I think it's possible, but doesn't quite give the value. I, I also think they kind of like their corners a little bit better. The guys on the board don't quite fit. Uh, so I, I'm going to kind of go for value here. And Tyler Lockett's going to be 31 years old. You want to keep providing Geno Smith with – some weapons there. You have DK Metcalf. We don't need another DK Metcalf. 
But I think having a player that can play in the slot, play outside, has shown productivity now at two different colleges. I'm going to take Jordan Addison, the wide receiver out of Southern Cal for the Seattle Seahawks. Build that offensive passing game. You have Kenneth Walker, the running back. You spent on the offensive line. I think getting one more weapon uh, could really help this team. They don't need Quinn Johnson. They don't need another DK Metcalf. But I think Jordan Addison's uh, right up there. Two things I have here. Jordan Addison, now the first wide receiver off the board uh, here for for us in our mock draft here at pick 20. And uh, is this a spot where you could see them gamble on Richardson, Anthony Richardson? He's on my list. I have Anthony Richardson question mark on my list. Um, I think they could. I think if there's a team that's willing to do it, they have a good situation for it. Um, But Pete Carroll has been, you know, since he's been there, They've reached for players, but I don't think they've reached for flash. And that's what feels like Anthony Richardson. I don't think the Seahawks necessarily do that. We we thought they'd reach for a quarterback last year, and they just refused, right? So I don't think they will do it if they don't like them. All right, now we go to Brad Menendez, and the Jacksonville Jaguars have arrived, baby. Duval, Trevor Lawrence, looking like the quarterback we all thought he was going to be. So what are we going to do to help Jacksonville here at pick 21 to uh, maybe progress further into playoffs next year? Yeah, there. I think you almost could uh, copy paste what Shane said about Seattle for Jacksonville. The board didn't really fall in their favor. They could have used maybe some defensive help, but there's really nothing that stands out here. So I'm going to go wide receiver as well. Um, the way that their scheme plays, you know, guys like Zay Jones and things like that, they need guys that aren't necessarily going to be Game breakers, as much as they are really good route runners, uh, are are not afraid to go over the middle. So give me Jackson Smith and Jigma from Ohio State. Um, he's not going to bring the the. He's not going to take the top off the defense necessarily, but he's a really good route runner. He's a good separator. Um, you've seen him beat press coverage a little bit. Uh, I think there he there's room for improvement, but I think he fits kind of what they look for in their wide receivers better than some of these other guys. As much as I think you know maybe Quentin Johnson's a, a better receiver prospect, um, I think JSN fits their scheme better. So I'll take him here. So we've got big money with Kirk. We've got solid money with Zay Jones and we've traded for Calvin Ridley, who we expect to be reinstated and playing next year. So we now drafted a fourth receiver here is, is, I mean, I don't love it, but again, how the board fell, it was like, okay, so what, what else, you know, Christian Kirk, I don't think is a super long-term solution, just like Zay Jones. Calvin Ridley, I think could be, because I really like Calvin Ridley a lot. I could see in three years, it be Calvin Ridley and JSN as your, as your top two receivers on this team. Yeah. I think Zay Jones is not going to do much going forward. Like, I I think this is the wide receiver three that you're drafting here. And I think it's a real possibility. They take one for sure. Also, don't know how his contract is structured. They may be able to get out of it fairly easily. It was what, like three years, thirty million. But I don't know how much of that's fake money. So, let's go back to the Big Apple here. And uh, Miranda, this time you're with Brian Dayball in the New York Giants. Uh oh. Um. Well, again, Jordan Addison was taken, so that's okay. Um. I I like this Giants team. I think Wake Martindale does an amazing job, but I think they can still shore up their defense a little bit. And you got to kind of look at the best available player. And we're going to go Trent Simpson. A little linebacker help. I like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. 
<laughs> Simpson may be the only off-ball linebacker that goes in the first round. I mean, Noah Sewell could end up there, but Simpson definitely feels like he's trending as that LB1 chain. Yeah, I mean, I think he's going to have the athleticism, had a good end of the year, and, I mean, the Giants were starting Micah McFadden at inside yeah. linebacker. I don't like yeah. Micah McFadden, but, yeah. I'm I, like, I like Micah McFadden, too, but I don't want him there for 95% of the snaps. So, right. give me Trent Simpson. You know, you can you can put him on the weak side, I think, and and he'll he'll do well. That brings us to Shane. Uh, Shane, a team that we both mutually dislike here, the Baltimore Ravens just signed Roquan Smith to a mega deal within the last day. What? The- uh, but where where can we go here with Baltimore? Because I mean, what is what's up with Lamar? Are we gonna are we gonna bring him back? Are we gonna franchise him and trade him? What, what's happening here? I. I- I, I don't know how you don't pay Lamar Jackson whatever the heck he it. wants and sign the blank guaranteed check like the Browns do with Deshaun Watson. I mean, like if they franchise and trade, I mean, this this could be a spot for Anthony Richardson then maybe, you know, you, yeah. you, you plug and play. I do think Greg Roman will be gone from the Ravens. And so if you do move to a more traditional offense, um, if Lamar goes, and even if he stays, the one thing the Ravens have not done well is surround Lamar Jackson with, with weapons and with talent. So... Let, let, you know, let's let's do it here since we're doing this mock draft. I'm going to take Quentin Johnston, wide receiver out of TCU. Let's get him a 6'4", you know, 215 pound receiver that runs a 4-4 and can get down the field, whether it's Lamar or someone else. That's going to help on the other side of Rashad Bateman. I'm going to tell you that I was really hoping one of these three wide receivers might fall to me here with the Chargers at pick 24. Because I, at this point, I can't trust Mike Williams anymore. He's consistently hurt now, uh, whether that's his fault or not. Keenan Allen has been hurt like each of the last, what, three seasons. I know I've had him on my fantasy team every year, and he always seems to miss a good chunk of time. So I wanted to go receiver here. I don't know that I can uh, with what's on the board. I Jalen Hyatt, maybe, but I don't know if that's a guy that I want to go with. So that leads me to hit up the offensive line, maybe. And I'm going to go with uh, one of Shane's guys here. I, I, I really like the ascension of Anton Harrison from Oklahoma. And I think he's going to find his way into round one. Um, I'm cooling on Jalen Duncan a little bit, at least until I see him at the Senior Bowl. Uh, he's He could end up in this range as well, depending on how things go. Uh, down here, moving. Let's go with Anton Harrison, the uh, offensive tackle from Oklahoma. I love it. Brad and the Dallas Cowboys are now up. Uh, Did Des catch it? <laughs> nope. It's the anniversary. Okay, I saw it Never all happened. over the timeline. <laughs> Never happened. Um, Dallas is a, is a is an interesting yeah. team. I mean, it feels like there's a few positions you can look at with them. Offensive line, you know, they've got some age there. They could they could um, look for some help there. But I'm going to go with my favorite secondary player still on the board, Antonio Johnson. Uh, give me a safety back there because they they don't really have an elite safety. And I think that you can use Johnson in a, in a few different spots. Um, and I think if need be, you could put him, you know, kind of in the nickel or you could play him deep. Uh, I like his versatility and, and what they could use him for because – they need some help back there. I mean, Curse is fine. Uh, they've got some serviceable depth, but they don't really have an elite safety in my mind. So give me give me a guy I think that could be one of the best safeties in this class. Shane, you like Antonio Johnson? 
I, I do. He's always the guy. I, I'm like, I'm going to get him to the first round of my mock, and then I do the mock, and I'm like, I don't have a spot for Antonio Johnson. So I think he's right there. I think he's right there. You know, so I think it's a good pick this late, uh, young, versatile safety, and and maybe the best pure safety outside of Brian Branch. That brings us to pick 26 and the defending AFC champion Cincinnati Bengals. <laughs> well, I think you won't be picking 26, Brian. I don't want to be picking 26. I want to be picking 31st. But <laughs> this is this is the order that was bestowed upon me. Um, I want to shock the world here and go with an offensive tackle that I think is going to really shine in Mobile. And the Bengals already drafted his teammate last year. But I'm not. Cody Mock from North Dakota State feels like something that could happen right here in this spot, but not going to. Bengals have some depth issues at corner that has showed up here. And uh, Cam Taylor Britt has been commendable in coverage of second round pick last year. But Shadobe Awuzie probably only has one year. I think he has one year left on his deal coming off an ACL. Uh, Mike Hilton, I think, only has like maybe one year left on his deal coming up so let's draft a corner that can play both spots can play outside can play nickel and he just so happens to be from the greatest university in the united states that is the university of south carolina we're going to go with cam smith corner here for the Bengals. like you know just getting the double homer pick out of the way i like it just just hit both sides right brad can't say much i went homer pick and pick Bijan a running back in the first (laughs) round so i mean (laughs) All aboard. Brad, I know you love the Vikings, so I assigned them to you here at pick 27. Hey, I mean, at least you didn't give me Green Bay. I mean, I'll deal with Minnesota. Well, I, could, I couldn't do that. <laughs> Although we beat Minnesota, too, so I guess I'm okay with that. I mean, So the Minnesota Vikings here at pick 27, uh, they have to have the worst point differential of any team that's ever won that many games, right? Literally. Re- Luckiest team yes. ever. It's insane. So did the luck fall to them here on the draft board is what we're asking here, Brad. Their defense is not good. Like there's, not good. there's, I mean, they're old. It's so many positions. Um, there's, they could use defensive line. They could use linebacker. They could use corner. Yeah. They could use, I mean, safety is about the only position where I think Harrison Smith can give you another year of decent production, but even that I'm not a hundred percent confident. And so, no, I don't think the board felt great to him because at this point you're, are you, are, what are you going to reach on? Um, I think I have to go linebacker for him because they need to find somebody to, to take over the middle. Uh, and I don't really love either linebacker here, but I'm going to go Noah Sewell from Oregon. Um, as much as I really like Jack Campbell, I think more. Um, I think Sewell might fit what they're looking to do. You know, just when I watch them play, when I watch Detroit beat them, uh, it looks like they need some linebackers that can do a little bit more and bring some ferocity. And as much as I wanted to take Noah Sewell and pair him with his brother in Detroit, um, I'm giving him Minnesota. We'll we'll see. You know, this could flip between him and Jack Campbell. Or, I mean, you could even see, you know, I was really hoping Nolan Smith would be here when I was kind of looking through my picks originally. Nolan Smith is who I kind of pegged to them, but then he went earlier than I was hoping and went, ugh. So, give me Noah Sewell from Oregon, and we'll see what happens. Love it. Yeah. I, I mean, I, I like him. I think he's going to work out well. I, I just don't know. If, I don't know if the production was there this year to justify picking an off ball linebacker like him in the first round, but it'll be interesting. I think he's going to be on that line. I mean, they what's Anthony Barr 2.0, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> right. I have a sneaking suspicion that the next time we do one of these, 
I'll be drafting for the New Orleans Saints in this spot. But right now, <laughs> it's the Denver Broncos. I don't know. Sean Payton's gotten interviews with four teams now. Three teams, so. Yeah. Hmm. Those other four teams ain't got Walmart money. That's <laughs> all I'm saying. <laughs> uh, but Denver picking here was San Francisco's pick that was traded to Miami. That was traded to Denver. Did everybody keep up with that? Okay, good. So, <laughs> okay, got it. Denver Broncos on the clock here. And a little surprise he's still on the board here. We got to get some – we traded it. We traded an edge rusher to get this pick. So let's draft an edge rusher here, Isaiah Foskey. Uh, yeah, I mean, the, the value is just so good on him here. The most productive pass rusher in Notre Dame history. Guys from big schools with his sack numbers get drafted they don't in the first round. They don't it doesn't matter. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't matter. So that's good. All right, Shane, you're on the what, – what do you get the team that's got everything? Buffalo here, not a whole <laughs> lot of holes on that team. Not, not a ton of holes. I, if, if Foskey was sitting there, I was considering him despite not needing another – pass rusher after drafting how many the past couple of years. So I'm kind of happy it took him here. I, I actually think there is one pretty big need for the bills and, you know, Gabe Davis, despite all the, the, the hubbub this off season really has not come to fruition. Yeah. I, I think the bills and, and Josh Allen, we, I think when they've had problems, it's been because he doesn't have someone outside of Stephon Diggs to get down the field and reliably take the top off that defense. Yeah. And there's a perfect player to take that top off that defense in this draft. So I'm going to take Jalen Hyatt, the wide receiver out of Tennessee. Um, you, you get a guy that, that burned Alabama as many times as he did. Let's get him in Buffalo and start burning some of these AFC East defenses. You know, I like that pick. Yeah, I, I had a feeling that Hyatt, when you started talking receiver, that was the guy. I I didn't think it would be Rasheed Rice here, who seems to be the other uh, potential okay. first-round wide receiver. Uh, Miranda, you're up with the uh, Kansas City Chiefs here. Speaking of a team that, I mean, I, I don't know really where they go here. They can go I'm, anywhere. I am so torn right now. I have, like, so many ideas. Um, look, exactly. They don't have a lot of holes right here, right? I mean, number one seed, Patrick Mahomes is just he's magical, like, even on defense, fine. Like, it would be fun if there was somebody great to pair with Chris Jones, but all the great edgers are gone and whatever. But, like, let's go Zay Flowers. Let's give him somebody fun to throw to. Because you know what? Juju and MVS are not doing it. I'm sorry. He had a little drop-off. I mean, drop-off for Patrick Mahomes. Is that even a thing? No. This would be the highest drafted Shrine Bowl player in some time, right, Shane? Yeah, I, I think he has a shot at, at late first. I like I think it. Top I think 50. So good. Give him the shot. Is then I mean, you know, you get him with Sky Moore, and I think you have such a dynamic, you know, duo. Um, well, you have Andy Reid, yeah. you have Patrick Mahomes. Yeah. Who better to like groom you into the league? Right. Yeah, I, I like it. I like it. And I think Juju's only on a one-year deal anyway. So, that means, you know, obviously they brought Kadarius Tony over. but We're going to close out round one here. The Philadelphia Eagles picking 31st. Remember, we only have 31 first-round picks because Miami cheated and had their first-round pick stripped away. So, I'm going to – I considered Bijan at pick 10, but didn't pull the trigger. So, 
Should have. Shane, despite all the mentions that from your mock draft that said the Philadelphia Eagles will not draft a running back in the first round, they've never done it. Uh, <laughs> so many replies, so many. That I'm going to go with a running back here, but not the one you had them taking. I believe that Kenny McIntosh, the running back from Georgia, works his way into that late round one ahead of Jameer Gibbs. Like, you tell me how much you want to bet, uh, and I will bet that Jameer Gibbs goes above. I, lo- I like Kenny McIntosh. I had him as, uh, I think of my mock as the fourth running back off the board. Um, first round Kenny McIntosh, I'd, I would be on the floor. Kenny McIntosh really goes to the combine and get run sub four four. We'll, then we'll come back and talk. We'll see. Okay, I'll <laughs> bet on that too. Hey man, want. So whatever I, you want. I, I, at this you point, Georgia's Georgia is the new Penn State. Can't do no wrong with, yeah. with combine uh, combine <laughs> workouts. All right, Shane, close us out here. We're going to go thirty two picks, and since the Chicago Bears bestowed upon you the first Thank pick you. in the second round with the god awful Chase Claypool trade. Ugh. Here we go. Pick 32 for the Pittsburgh Steelers, Shane. Close this up. Yeah, the, the board actually lines up well for the Steelers. Uh, I think after going offensive tackle, I think they would go on the defensive side. I think it can either be inside linebacker. Devin Bush is gone. Uh, he's not even started. He didn't even start at the end of the year for them. He's done. Uh, so I think Drew Sanders, uh, the linebacker in Arkansas, is interesting, but because um, that versatility to play inside or outside is good. But I, I, I'm going to go with corner. I think it's just a huge need for them. They need a number one corner. I'm going to take Devin Witherspoon, the cornerback from Illinois, six foot, 180, ball hawk. You know, him and Minka Fitzpatrick, I think, can make a lot of interceptions happen. And I think Devin Witherspoon's going to be a first round pick when all said and done. I like it. All right. That's going to close us out. Uh, let's review quickly the back half of the first round 17, Pittsburgh, Broderick Jones, uh, 18, Detroit, Bijan Robinson, 19, Tampa Bay, Paris Johnson, 20, Seattle, Jordan Addison, 21, Jacksonville, Jackson Smith, and Jigba, 22, the Giants, Trenton Simpson, 23, Baltimore, Quentin Johnston, 24, with the Chargers, Anton Harrison, 25, Dallas, Antonio Johnson, 26, Cincinnati, Cam Smith, 27, Minnesota, Noah Sewell, 28, Denver, Isaiah Foskey, 29, Buffalo, Jalen Hyatt, 30, Kansas City, Zay Flowers, 31, Philadelphia, Kenny McIntosh, and 32, Pittsburgh, Devin Witherspoon with the first pick in the second round. Brad, Miranda, y'all been great tonight. Thanks for coming on and doing this uh, mock draft. This was fun. Always a pleasure. Yeah, we'll definitely do this again before before we get to the the April draft there. Yeah, definitely. uh, We'll definitely have this. We may even do it twice. Who knows? We're we're wild and crazy around here like that. We're all crazy. But uh, like I said, guys, uh, thanks for coming on. And uh, we'll see y'all again soon and continue up the good work that y'all been doing at DraftCountdown.com. Miranda, tell everybody where they can uh, follow follow you and, and get everything that you're doing. At Murda She Wrote. I know that sounds funny, but it's a song, Murda She Wrote. M-I-R-D-A She Wrote. Brad, how about you, man? It's right here below my beautiful hairy face at Rotoheat Brad. You can find me on Twitter or on DraftCountdown.com. Perfect. Miranda, Brad, thanks for coming on. See you guys. Thanks, guys. Great, great work. All right. So that concludes round that our one round live mock draft. Shane, uh, what were your main observations here from what what this process? Well, I I think you see how you know, some of the teams can kind of get caught, right? I mean, I think offensive lines always in kind of vogue. Uh, we had 
basically all of them off the board in the top 24 picks and the big ones in the top 20 corner. You see how deep that is. Um, you see the pass rushers go. Like I think it's easy to see from this mock where the strengths of this class lie and how things are going to shake down. Uh, I think it went well. Yeah, I was a little surprised Foskey fell all the way down to 28. Uh, but that, and I was also a little surprised that receive, we didn't get the first receiver until 20. Uh, but I yeah. mean, we've seen we've seen that before. It, it's so it's not unprecedented. And, um, and I, I think that's why we need to see workouts too, because this could that could come to fruition without the with the combat numbers aren't great. Well, sure, he said uh, we're not gonna we're not taking any questions tonight because uh, we've obviously gone very long here. But uh, final thoughts on the mock draft here, Shane, and uh, everything else going on at Draft Countdown. Yeah, it was a fun mock draft, and I, I, I released my seven-round mock this week. So if you want to see more than just round one, uh, then go ahead over to draftcountdown.com. You can see my seven-round mock draft, um, which if if we get more guys declaring or going back to school, I'll, I'll try to switch it up on the fly for the next few days. Yeah, I just noticed I still have Blake Corum in my running back ranking, so I'm going to have to take care of that as soon as we head off the air here. Uh, if you're new to the channel and this is the first time watching, we ask you to go ahead and subscribe to our channel and hit the uh, notification bell so you'll be notified when we go live each and every week here on Wednesday. And during the Senior Bowl, we're going to be going live a lot more. Uh, so get ready for that. Yeah. Um, if you listen to us on the audio platforms, we ask that you uh, give us a five-star review and, and share that out there as well and share the YouTube channel out as well. We want to get as many people out here uh, watching this great content that we're putting out each and every week. Uh, you can follow me on Twitter at Deep Fried Draft. You can follow Shane on Twitter at Shane P. Howell. Follow Draft Countdown on Twitter at Draft Countdown. Go to DraftCountdown.com right now. Shane, seven-round mock draft up this week. Everybody's looking at it. I can tell you that. And uh, you need to be looking at it, too, if you haven't already. So head there now. Daily draft content each and every day between now and through the 2023 NFL Draft. Uh, for Shane... For myself, Miranda and Brad, good night, everybody.